the Askell Leadership Podcast. My name's Sean Williams and I'm the principal at King's Academy Ringmer, where I have been the principal for just one year now. I was um, really keen to become a head teacher because I believe that somewhere out there was a school that needed the sort of head that I thought I could be. Um, and that's why I was attracted to King's Academy Ringwood, because when I went for the interview, I realised that there were people who wanted the sort of head that I am, which is a visible, approachable, caring head, as opposed to one who likes their office. So, is it why I expected it to be? Yes, it is, and much more. And I've learnt um, some really key, important pieces of advice uh, over the last year. Um, and I thought I'd share those with you today. So there's eight of them. There were seven, but I, and I added one yesterday as I was thinking a little bit more about the most important thing that I do. So number one, um, it's use your team, your, your SLT group. When you were a deputy, I know I certainly felt like I did everything. And, and the good thing about being head is that you don't have to feel like that anymore. If you use your team and your PA, if you have one, you, you can do other things, more important things than sitting at a desk doing paperwork. So don't hesitate to delegate, is my first piece of advice, so that you can follow my second piece of advice, which is see and be seen. By parents, first thing, and last thing in the day, they do like to see you out the school gates. Secondary as well as primary, that is, as well. Um, and the students. Do you know, my students love it when I come into their classroom and I sit down next to them and I show an interest in what they're learning or what they're writing or what they're painting or, or just watching them as they achieve. And they just love it. They adore it. And... They also need to see you out on duty because they need to know that, that you are aware of what they're doing all the time. And you need to be seen by staff. Uh, of course, an open door policy is a great idea and um, I do have an open door policy. But my staff prefer to feel listened to in their territory. So if they can talk to me during the day in their classroom or in the canteen where it's their territory, it feels more supportive then I need to come and knock on your door and tell you something about what's going on. Uh, number three well as a deputy if I was presented with an idea then I often used to have to say well I'll just go and check and um, during my first term as head I found myself saying to people oh I just need to go and check and they'd look at me quizzically and say well who are you checking with which is um, an interesting concept because um, I didn't have anyone to ask but what it did do is it enabled me to say, let me think about that and get back to you. And it didn't um, let me rush into ideas. I just had a moment to think, let me go and check, even if it's with myself. So don't say yes, don't say no. If you're, if you're unsure, just say, I'll think about that and get back to you. And then you don't get caught off guard. Talking of checking, number four policies and guidelines. Now, I was never a cross your T's and dot your I's sort of person, I have to be honest with that. But um, moving from deputy to head over the last few years now, I have discovered that policies and guidelines are my friends. Um, I always refer to guidelines and policies now 
if in doubt, look on the policy, look at the guidelines. And in fact, it can be really useful to, to quote when you are using a policy or a guideline. Sometimes, even in letters to parents, I've used a policy or a guideline. Um, one example that was really important for me was using the continuum of need and, and quoting that in my referrals to, to MASH um, because it made them realise that I had read the continuum of need and I did think it was important. That's just one specific example, but use your policies and use your guidelines. Saying thank you. Oh my goodness me, this is so important. This sort of goes along with um, communicating with your staff and your students, I suppose. But I, in my first term, I took my whole staff list and I made sure that I found a reason to personally engage with and thank every individual member of staff via email. I used to sit down on a Friday afternoon and say, right, who have I had engaged with this week? Who, who has dropped into my radar this week? Who have I thanked this week and who will I thank? And I was really, really happy to do that and managed to get every single person emailed by early March. It was really worth doing it because every single staff member then feels appreciated. Number five, make links and forge relationships with other heads in your area. Now, my previous school, before I became head, we were a a school in splendid isolation, a free school that that felt like a threat to the rest of the community. And it was hard to forge relationships because my head then didn't really want to do it. But it's so important to join up with the heads around you. Um, They're not the competition, uh, far from it. In fact, by doing this, I've, I've been able to pick up the phone, drop a quick question via email, and I've never felt alone or helpless or uninformed because I had some really friendly experts around me who also understood my context. So make friends with your local heads. Um, two more, really. Um, number seven is, is pick your battles. There are always going to be some moments in your first year of being ahead, well, in any year of being ahead, where you doubt yourself and you wonder why you're fighting so passionately for what it is you're fighting for that day. And when I doubted myself, um, and when I was really sure and determined not to waver, I would, re- I would pause and remind myself that I wasn't fighting for my own personal victory or my pride, that um, if it was worth the fight for the students and pupils, then it was worth the fight. So carry on fighting if you can ask yourself the question, how is this benefiting my students, my pupils? What, what, what am I fighting for for them? And if it is for them, and if it is going to make their lives better, then carry on fighting for it. But if it isn't, and it's just for your pride or your necessity to not be challenged, just drop it. Go for a run, clear your head, and let go of it. It, It's amazing how quickly you move on, forgive yourself, and go on to the next more important challenge. And finally, the last one which I added yesterday, because... um, my husband and guide reminded me of something that um, I have been told I do really well this year, so I'm going to do it. And this is one of the reasons why I've contributed to this podcast, and that is to communicate. Communicate often, communicate with everyone. This year, for obvious reasons, I've done film assemblies, 
I've done podcasts, I've done blogs, um, I've written to parents at least once a week, um, and I've let them know everything that we're doing. I wasn't asking permission of them, I wasn't telling them things that I might like to do, I was just telling them what I was doing. And um, I used my surveys, don't be afraid of surveys. Um, Most of the surveys said that the communication from the school was fabulous. One person said, communication from the school was rubbish because I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And all I did was I used that to inform on me and just make that little bit of the website, that little bit of my communication even better. But communication, just keep talking to the parents because then they appreciate you and then they feel that you have involved them. So there are my tips. I hope they've been helpful. But just remember that you've been given the position of a head for a reason and you're probably very good at it already. The Ask Gold Leadership Podcast. 